There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode two of season one of Superstition. This is pretty awesome show. Yes, it is. I'm sorry, but I swear, like, every episode, they are just little kind of making fun of all these kind the genre. Right. Am I right? Yes. I love that they're doing it, too. Hey, Steve, we're on kind of an anniversary, which you may not have known. Oh, really? Yes. It's been... Two years since you and I went solo with Fangirl Zone, and we've been doing all of these episodes of Sci-Fi Talk, and it's been about four years since you and I started on this podcast road doing various forms of Sci-Fi Talk. Yes. That popped up, and I did not realize it's been four years since Steve and I have been doing this on solo, like I said, for two years now. Yeah. November 1st, I think, was two years. And Yep, uh, we started doing Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, so it's pretty awesome. So happy anniversary. And same to you. <laughs> it's been a great ride. And thank you for everybody who's been listening to us and here in, in our previous incarnation. And I uh, just found out that I have access to all of our old stuff that I will be posting nice. as our From the Vault. So check that out if you want to hear some of the stuff that Steve and I have done in the past. And... If sci-fi ever gives us a break between 3,000 shows at one time, Steve and I might go back and do uh, retalks of maybe just like one-offs of seasons that we've done on sci-fi previously. Exactly. Uh, and then maybe talk about our favorite episodes here and there, too. Yeah, we did Defiance and Continuum. and Warehouse 13. That's right. <laughs> Which, if we talk about that, I think everyone knows we're going to talk about the telenovela episode. Because that was so fun. And maybe we can worm our way into Eddie's heart and get him on. So we'll see what... I will keep trying to be that little worm and and wiggle our way in there. But for now, we are talking about the most recent new show on sci-fi, Superstition, which has been pretty awesome. And you got some ratings news for us. Indeed I do. Episode 2 brought in a 0.08 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.334 million viewers, rated 114th for the day. So we had quite a large drop from Episode 1. I feel that's really weird. Yeah, this was over 30% Wait, drop. Was this with the... uh... The, the last playoffs, okay. probably. World Series going on. Yep. Yeah, I know that's been... I've heard a lot of choice words coming out of people lately, so... Yeah. <laughs> I can see that happening. Yep. All right, so episode two. Dun-dun-dun, The Dredge. 
The Dredge sends a Trojan horse to the Hastings funeral home to gather information about the Ring of Solomon. Calvin and Isaac subdue the intruder, but it comes at a great cost. Well, I think that was a little bit of an understatement. Just a little bit. So, it's so weird. Already you're at a great cost right now Right. you open the episode. Right? We have Isaac beheaded, and then you had... Oh my god. Why? Me. Thank you. I'm like blanking on her name. Who's like all infected. Right. So what the hell is going to happen? It was freaking me out. But apparently we have Tilly to the rescue. So Calvin and May are not doing so good in this these moments. And of all people, we have Tilly who's like, listen, we got this. We know how to fix this. And she's running through everything she's been taught. And somehow May is totally cool right now. I mean, Calvin's kind of losing it. But May's right. like, okay, what do I do? And just standing there like, just tell me and I'm good. Exactly. And it was really strange because I feel like, if anything, it should have been the reverse. Right? I mean, Calvin grew up with this. Right. And he was a Marine. Yes. I mean, take orders and you can deal with everything later. But it really came down the other way. And do you think that was because Calvin, uh, of course, it's family and he's just way too close to the situation? I think so. I think if it would have been anybody else, Calvin would have handled it just fine. But because it was both his mom and his father, it was way too much for him to handle because he had had the vision of his dad being dead anyway. Okay. So that just really kind of blew his um, fuses, shall we say. Mm -hmm. Well, Tilly at least gets him on the right track. She's like, go make sure the wards are fine. Right. So off he goes. So I guess giving him a task is going to keep him, you know, on point. Yes. But, you know, now she has to deal with B and and trying to tell May what to do. Well, that's all fine and dandy, except May keeps questioning, well, what are you doing? How is that going to work? What about this? It's like, dude, seriously, let me concentrate. Yeah. (laughs) Although I do really like Tilly. I wasn't sure how I was feeling about her character at first. Right. But so far, I'm liking her, even because when she was freaking out because they decided to do cupping. Yes. Like, you can see she was kind of freaking out because they had her kind of shaking, like her hands. And she's like, I really need to concentrate. I need to do this. And so she wasn't this completely, like, stoic figure. Right. But calm enough under the situation to manage to work and work everything out. And cupping is a real thing. Now, obviously, in this form... It was, I think, a little weird because trying to pull out the bad juju. Right. But I didn't realize that basically what it is is heating up a, a glass cup or whatever like that and then putting it on the body. Because I've seen, what was it, during the Olympics, like some of the athletes had like those marks on them. Yes. And I didn't know that it was from like heated up cups. It just seems so weird. Yes, very. And now I'm questioning what the heck it does exactly. I mean, obviously they're using it differently in the show, so... Right. I don't know. Have you known anybody who ever does weird stuff like that? No, I have never, ever <laughs> come across <laughs> that before. <laughs> well, hey, good news is it worked. And B's like, woohoo, I'm, I'm up, I'm moving. All the bad juju's gone. Which is good, because that was getting creepy with, like, the black lines going up everywhere, like poison. Yes. But as soon as she's up, you know, she's like, where's Isaac? And, of course, our group is like, um, you know, he's kind of dead. Yeah, they tried to avoid the subject for as long as possible. I thought she was going to slap them all. 
Yes, especially Calvin. Right. <laughs> Once the, you know, he actually spits it out that Isaac's dead. She goes into full, give me the body mode. I need the body now. And you it, gotta give it to me now. Yeah, right. It was so weird because he's like, well, he's downstairs. No, bring him up to the alchemy room. Let's do this. And Evan, mom, he's gone. He said, she's just do it. Yes. <laughs> and then like really weird shit happened because enough weirdness hasn't happened. Let's throw in something really wonky. Yes. So she's doing, I don't know, like a spell. And then like you have this weird flash where she, because she's kissing him saying, come back to me. And suddenly she's in this full on like Egyptian outfit. Like she's an Egyptian goddess or queen or something. Right. Isis. Yes. And I'm like, what is happening? It was so confusing. Yes. And when that happened, you go, okay, maybe Isaac is immortal, but B could be older. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so was I. I was going, okay, this is some kind of super team because she may be a goddess and he's an immortal. And you go, oh, I can't wait to find this out. Right. And that's why I was, I was really confused. So I'm like, because, you know, she comes out and she tells everybody he's sleeping and they're like, what? Yeah, the eternal sleep. You're like, uh, no, 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 really, he's resting. And she's, you know, they're looking at her like she's lost her mind. Right. Which, who wouldn't? Right. But of course, our Scooby gang hasn't seen what we, the audience, have seen with the weird Egyptian flash, which was not explained. No, not at all. So I... We have no idea. Right. That That's why I just have this big question mark over my head. Like, are we coming back to that? Ever? I would certainly hope so. I want to know. Yeah, because Calvin having a hard time to understand that. Tilly's having a hard time. And I am certainly having a hard time. <laughs> Very much an understatement there. Yes. And with B saying, oh, you'll have your answers. I hope she's talking to us as the audience in that moment. Right. You know, she didn't break the, the fourth wall, but I'm assuming that was as close as they're going to get in that moment. Right. But let me back up a minute. Well, we have yeah. Grady and Calvin who were going through the wards. And is it just me or do they have like this weird thing where Calvin was freaking out just a few minutes ago and now he's talking to Grady and like kind of joking around like, oh, I used to do this when I was your age and like totally calm and like no big deal. And I just felt like there was kind of a disconnect and I wasn't understanding or or is it that he Grady doesn't know what's happening inside. Right. And so Calvin's trying to be, like, real nonchalant about everything. Exactly. And he's still trying to, you know, he doesn't know how to be a father to her. And so he's trying to do what he thinks is right. And she's just slapping him down every time he says something. Well, he's known her for, like, what, two days at this point? Right. Which is totally understandable. Right. So you just have to realize that she is a teenager. Right. Teenagers are this way, whether you grew up with them or not. <laughs> Believe me, I'm I hope I wasn't this shitty. <laughs> if I was, oh my god, I apologize for my whole family. Uh, although she doesn't seem to be like this with everybody, just with Calvin. So, right. The whole absentee father. I'm guessing that most people who've had issues with absentee parents are probably the same way. So, I I'm going to let her slide on that, but. Right. Yeah, but do you think it was just because of that reason that Calvin is 
like trying to find a way to connect with her, that it, it had that moment of disconnect from what was going on inside. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, I feel a little better then. I'm just like, okay, they better not be editing this thing weird like some of my other shows have happened, which right. actually that's just when networks show them out of order. Yeah. Almost, almost human. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so let's talk about, oh, look it, a nice gentleman bringing flowers to the house. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Real nice. <laughs> uh, this is kind of funky. Because it was the dredge coming up, and he seems to be like, all right, I'm totally taking, going to be gloating over what's happening because Isaac is dead. Right. And he may well be trying to take out the rest of the family. Oh, absolutely. That was his plan. Until it didn't work so well. Yeah. Rewards worked real well. Yeah, and it wasn't even all the way, like, to the door. It seemed like it stopped him at the street. Yes. So that's good. A block away. Yeah. He, and he seemed kind of ticked. Now, I'm kind of wondering, because he, he kept touching, like, that mark on his face where he got punched with the ring. Right. So if it was that mark that did it, plus the wards, or just the wards, I mean, we don't know anything really at this point. Right. But I suspect it had, it was a combination of both. Okay, good, nice. So yes. we know nothing about the ring at this point. But yeah. obviously, it's bad for demons. Or yeah. whatever the dredge is. Infernals? Is that what they were calling them? Right. Yeah, infernals. Which I'm guessing are demons. Or demon-like creatures. Yeah. So that's why I said little kind of jabs throughout of all the funny weirdness of other supernatural shows. We have Calvin next trying to talk to Mary. Again, it's like, hey, how about we talk about Garvey? And she's like, uh... Your mom just said your dad's head's reconnected. Maybe we need to talk about some other stuff. But, okay, you want to talk about the kid, you need to listen and not try to, bam, I'm your dad. Let's do everything. Not going to work right. that way. No, no. He needs to talk less, listen more. And then we have the weird, which I was going to scream if we had the typical horror movie moment happen. Because we have Garvey with her, I'm assuming, boyfriend which was our little rapper guy from episode one. Right, yeah. I kind of get the feeling that, yes, they're dating, because they do mention waiting and such, so... So maybe it's early on in the relationship? Yeah, I'm thinking that they haven't been a couple for very long, and I'm not sure how long they're going to stay a couple with the way Russ gets in this... <laughs> scene here because he's just handsy handsy as he can oh but he's like you can talk to me this is a safe place as he puts his hand on her thigh yeah it's like really russ and the whole mm-hmm mm -hmm, yeah babe i understand and trying to creep that hand up and she's like really you might lose that hand yeah yeah i'm like i can't believe he's trying this she's telling him like some pretty serious stuff Obviously, yeah. leaving out the supernatural part of it. Right. But, you know. But it's still very heavy. Right. And like, this guy shows up, and he's my dad, and holy crap. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Can we have sex now? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. With your roommate that just walked by in a towel. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. And I love it. She's like, um, all right, we can mess around, but first, you need to do this for me. Yeah. Because apparently, Russ knows enough. He may not be a hacker, but he may be borderline, where he can get into the dark web. 
which I don't recommend that because apparently there's some really weird shit you can find, but whatever. Yeah. And apparently, because she wanted any dirt she can have on her father, he was able to find a very redacted, like, file of Calvin's military career. But the last three years, there's like nothing. It's super classified. Yes. Which makes me wonder if somehow it's connected to his family. Like, the government knew enough that shit like that was happening, and somehow that he would be able to help them. Hmm. Kind of Winona Earpish. Yeah, it it sounds that way. That's my tinfoil hat theory. (laughs) A little black badge activity going on here? Yeah, you never know. That'd be the weirdest crossover ever, but I'd love it. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, so Calvin is finally also asking about the... Asking, but not asking about the whole immortality thing. It's like, what's going on? And yeah. <laughs> and nobody seems to know until he's really in, in the dark with this, too. Oh, yeah. But instead, she's like, here, let me show you all the awesome toys in, that we have now. And again, it's like, I think I'd still be like, um, somebody needs to tell me what the hell is happening. How his head is attached. I don't think I'd be able to get past that. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, and I probably... Whatever they've seen, I still, I don't know if I can ever get past that until somebody, like, talked to me about it. Right. Or at least let me see him be like, oh, he really is breathing. All right, we'll just put a pin in that and come back to it in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, this just seems so weird. But at least, you know, he's talking to Tilly, and, and they're both kind of confused about this, because, like I said, since she didn't know. And he's like, all right, you know what, I fought monsters. And she's like, yeah but you've been away a while and you haven't fought these monsters in a while. But he doesn't say anything to that, which is another right. reason that I'm thinking maybe something when he was in the Marines. Hmm. So that's why okay. it's like, I could just be projecting. But, you know, he talks about his gun. He's like, I've had to use this and I've had to use this knife. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, can you make this kind of awesome monster fighting with runes that nobody can see? And she's just like, yeah, I can totally do that. So she's super excited to try to do something. And I'm just feeling like it's all about trying to take control of their moment that they they can. Right. It's like, all right, they're not telling me what the hell is happening. So, all right, let's take control of this. Calvin now knows how to do the runes on bullets so he can change everything that's in his gun. And Tilly knows a lot about all these different runes, so she can help him out with the knife and maybe find a way to do, I don't know, ward or whatever they're doing, any other weapons that don't have anything on it. Kind of yeah. everyday stuff. Yeah. You wouldn't think you're going to use, like, fireplace poker or do something, but you know, you never know. Never know. <sighs> yeah, but Calvin, I don't know, because he keeps saying, you know, I've done this for a while. I've done this. Mm. Yeah. He's not, not being... the same, He's Calvin. not being Joe Jackass about it, but he's almost on the line with it. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about his attitude, but I guess coming home thinking, okay, I've done this way longer than you, I can get that. I'm not a rookie, don't treat me like it. Right. But he kind of is. Yeah. We assume. Things have changed in 16 years. Right. Oh, and then finally, not even finally, but we have Isaac and B talking. So we have Isaac again. Yes, he is back and alive. Yes. And when he's talking to her, He's like, every time I come back, and I'm like, er, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. 
Did he just say every time? Yeah. How many is ever? Uh-huh. That's what I was thinking. And I was so mad that I couldn't say, say that to everybody because I yeah. wasn't home. Like, dang it. I don't want to do it, like, you know, a day later when I'm watching because everyone's going to be like, what are you talking about? But that was so weird. So how old is he? I mean, we heard Calvin say, you know, joking around, oh, he was around when, you know, Jesus was a boy or whatever. But how old is he? How long has he come back? Or how often? That was just crazy. Yeah, we didn't get a number of how many times, but he is 774 years old. Holy crap. I must have missed that. Or it's coming up. Oh. <laughs> and although it was weird because he's like, most time I come back and it's painful and cold. Right. And B says, oh, like when you're born. He goes, but this time I came back and it was warm and you were the first face I saw. So again... What was the difference? Right. So it was so weird. And does this mean that he has come back repeatedly without her? That one blew my mind because it really looked like she was doing something that was allowing him to come back. Mm -hmm. And so 774, it, it I guess it depends on who B actually is. And he does and say that, yeah, he would have come back, but it would have been taken longer without her right so it's just again big question mark and i really hope we get answers yes but apparently he's healthy enough for a little afternoon delight <laughs> with thin walls because as b comes downstairs humming yeah and that was a, oh, a, an obvious sign there but apparently uh, calvin heard some <laughs> some of it as well yeah, especially she's like, oh, do you want a mint julep? And she's like, da 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 da, give it to him. And he's like, you got bedhead. And yeah. yeah, I guess dad is feeling better. It's like, oh, oh, God. Yeah. This, this makes me uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. That's one thing you <laughs> never, ever want to hear or know about is your parents doing the dirty. It's like, you know, but you don't want to know. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure it kind of goes the opposite, too, for parents with their kids. They don't want to... It's like, we know this is going to happen. None of us needs to know when it's happening. Yes. <laughs> Awkward. But we do have Calvin tell B finally about his vision. Right. And she's like, oh, it was just because this. He's like, no. We were at his funeral, and it was before I was here, and why would I know and see Tilly there when I have never met her before? Right. And obviously this is a big thing, especially when B's like, oh, don't worry, it's past. And he's like, no, because this big bad right now knows something and obviously knows his weakness. Right. So that's worrying me. Yes. <sighs> but let's talk about our infiltrator, shall we? Yeah. All right. Dredge has decided to come up with a different plan on getting into the funeral house. And we see a athlete jogging at night, and he walks up to him and immediately knows that this kid's got a heart condition. And you go, okay. See, if you're not jogging, you wouldn't have faced the dredge. That's right, at night. Couch potatoes unite. Yeah, and... He burns a rune into his hand. I thought he was handing him another coin. Right. No, this was the Eye of Ra. Yeah, which is so funky. 
Yes, it is. And then he disposes of. Yeah, poor kid. Got about yeah. like 30 seconds of screen time talking. I mean, yeah. And so, of course, the body gets taken to the morgue, and that would be the Harrison house, where it goes about infecting more corpses and being guided by a super creepy eye in the palm of his hand. Yeah, so that's awesome, because now you have a bunch of dead, naked people walking around the morgue. Yeah, it's fine. Good times, because that'll totally go unnoticed. Right. But you have the family upstairs. We're going to say family. Because Tilly seems like, yeah, she may not live there, but I think she kind of does. Right. And they're just kind of hanging out, playing cards, and Calvin's like, are we going to talk about this? Yeah, <laughs> we need to talk about this. We don't need to be playing cards. We need to talk about this. Right. Like, he held his tongue as long as he could. And all of a sudden, yeah. you know, we hear a noise, and Tilly's like, oh, it's probably the cat. And she looks around, and she's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go look. Because they're all looking at her like, uh, family time, you want to leave? Yeah. I was a little Boy offended. To talk, so, uh... <laughs> I was a little offended on her behalf. Because if right. she's been there doing stuff for who knows how long, I think she deserves to know, too. Yes. Who knows if that'll come up later. For Tilly, anyway. But we do at least get the background on Isaac. Yes. And it's all been the story that he has told the kids from the time they were little. Right, which they always Except thought... it wasn't a story, it's right. the truth. But they always thought it was just, like, family heritage. Right. They never thought it was fake, but they thought it was, you know, like, great, 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 whatever. Right. And then Isaac's like, mm, no, it was me. It's like, wait, what? That he was a Moor in the Holy Lands, and all of this stuff happened, and he's been alive for over 700 years, and it's like, huh. Yeah. Okay. Calvin's face was just like, I don't know how to process this. Yeah, and who would? Right? <laughs> I know I wouldn't. It's like, damn, Dad, you're old. Yeah. That's when you look at Mom, and how old are you? Yeah. Because exactly. I would be questioning that, because, I mean, do you think that he's the only one then at that point? And then you'd be questioning yourself, like, okay, wait, how old am I? Yeah. Do I have these weird powers? I would have a lot of this shit going through my head. Oh, absolutely. But before we get any information really beyond that, we hear Tilly scream, which obviously is a bad sign. It's not a yeah. cat. No. So they all go running downstairs. Well, not all, because Mom stayed upstairs, right? B stayed. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she stayed upstairs. So they see these bodies walking around, and how do they automatically go and cut off the wrist? Like, I would think you go for the head. I've watched a lot of zombie movies. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah, it was all about the eye, the, the eye of raw. So you, you cut off the hand and then you run the knife through the eye in the hand. So they seen it like that quick. That's crazy, but I guess if looking for something out of place other than walking corpses. Yeah. And it, it somehow it can still get weirder because they. Get the one body and tie it down of the kid who the dredge originally marked. Thankfully, there was only a couple bodies yes. down there at the time. And the freaking hand is, like, talking to them all. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I got a very Evil Dead vibe there. Right, yeah, an intercom. Right. And I'm just like, that is the weirdest thing I've seen in a really long time. Yes. Thank you for weirding me out. But, yeah. So this whole dramatic speech, and then he's like, you can call me the dredge. It's like, all right, 
I don't know what you are. All I know is that I've punched you in the face. And then suddenly, though, you have the dredge, like, oh, are all of you immortal? And I have have a really bad feeling that a little bit of that has to do with what Calvin happened to say when the eye was active with the dredge there. Right. Because he says something like, but, oh, we've never seen a body get up and walk around before you. And that could have well been a throwaway line, but that's all the dredge needed. Yeah. Because then he says, oh, is it everyone or just you? Oh, just you. Okay. And then, like, slaps his hand, you know, kind of jumps up, slaps his hand on Isaac's chest and burns a giant handprint into him. Yeah. And, of course, this is the time that Cal uses a knife that Tilly happened to put all the runes on. Yeah. Stabs the Eye of Ra and really, really messes up the dredge, which we don't know for sure how bad. Right, and if, but yeah, it, it, he got blown back yeah. big time. But we don't know how much or how badly the gang seems to know that, because obviously right, yeah. we, the audience, have a different point of view. Yes. So, I mean, they know he got hurt, they just don't know how bad. Giant handprint burned into your chest. I'm guessing that's not going to feel too awesome. No, and it ends up being worse than we ever thought it was. Mm-hmm. Because Isaac tries to tell B he's fine, and she's not having any of it. You, and finally, she tells him, show me your order. And they find out, they go, uh-oh, this is not good. Yeah. And he he's like, no, don't worry. She's like, listen, don't mess with me. Yeah. But he does admit, too, it's like he's feeling all the pain and all the deaths that he's ever had. And right. so this is when I think it's kind of funky, too. And he's like, well, there's somebody who can fix me, but he's not here. It's like, okay, where might he be? So he decides, okay, I'm going to do this. And she pretty much says, you need to go. Go take care of this because I'm not losing you. So get your shit together is what she was saying. Right. And maybe this will drag the dredge following you so we can get better prepared. Right. Because they have no idea what is going on with this guy. No. Well... Isaac's also telling Calvin, okay, you are going to be the man of the house now. That seems so very old-fashioned. Yes. Doesn't it? Very. But he's like, here, take this ring and never take it off. So he gives him the ring of Solomon or the order of Solomon. I don't know if they ex- exactly said it. Right. And But never take it off, which, of course, right then when he says that, I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to die because he took it off. Like, that's what I'm thinking. But, you know, he also gives him that I'm proud of you, son, moment. And it's like, oh, you're going to die. This is what Moffat and Nicotero have done to me. I believe yes. that, that Isaac's going to go off and die. He says goodbye and he's walking away. And it, it felt kind of dramatic to me. So that's another reason that I'm thinking he's going to die. Let's hope not. Yeah, but I can't guarantee anything. I know nothing, but I'm just right. stressed. But they have that little heart to heart, too about Garvey and, you know, what it's like to be a father. And it's like, well, you just need to hang on, basically, with both hands and weather the storm because children are not easy. Yeah. It's like, oh, thanks, Captain Obvious. I appreciate that. But, (laughs) again, this coming from somebody who doesn't have kids, so I'm sure you guys understand. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, it's not easy. Okay, no joke. I mean, how much does Garvey even know? That's another thing. It's like, yeah, she's been part of this and helped the family, but does she really know everything? Were they grooming her? 
No, I don't believe so. Hmm. I think she was helping with the funeral parlor, and that was really it. I mean, she did know about the wards. Right. Well, that's true. So they, she does know something. So maybe they're slowly teaching her stuff? Uh, it's possible. She probably knows that there's some evil voodoo out there. Yeah. And we also find out that Calvin's like, I think I need to resign my commission because this may be way more than a 30-day process. Yeah. Which... Just a little bit. As soon as he came home and the first thing happened, I believe that's what we said. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of nuts. But I guess we wait and see what happens like everybody else. Yep. All right. So what do you guys think? How are you, how are you liking Superstition so far? And are you on the same page as me where you think that Calvin seems to have a secret with the military and could it be something along the lines of what his family was doing? Or am I just reading too much into it? You know, let us know. Sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. You can always email Steve or I for anything, either at Sci-Fi Talk at FangirlZone or Steve at FangirlZone or Sean at FangirlZone. And you can find everything you need over at www.FangirlZone.com because our contact page are there. I hope you're enjoying everything. We are posting stuff, of course, that we get from Sci-Fi on the website. Steve's posting a lot of it on Facebook when he finds it. I know Facebook is becoming a little harder to find. You have to actually go look for us because of the new matrix or whatever they're calling the algorithms so you can at least find everything at the website and steve has a new show that will be coming over to hollow nine soon so you should check that out we'll let you know exactly when he gets that up with interdimensional dave who you've heard here previously too yes indeed so we're pretty excited about all the fun stuff that we have and the crazy stuff that is always happening on sci-fi so that being said, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform that you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. We do hope you're enjoying this podcast and tell your friends to watch the show. Don't forget to tweet along with Steve and I. We are, of course, on Twitter at F, wait, FGC Podcast. I have so many letters, I can't figure it out. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangerlass. And I am Steve. I have become death, the destroyers of the world. I am the walrus. Cuckoo, ka And until next time.